Hey, Sean, how you doing today? Not too bad. Go birds. <laughs> we are uh, on episode number 20 of Those Suma Guys. And uh, today we're going to do a fun one. We're going to talk about uh, like a hypothetical situation here. And this one, this episode idea came to me uh, from if you come to CrossFit Suma you got, and come on Fridays, you guys will know. We do a question of the day on Fridays, and uh, Sean usually has a good, a good, uh, engaging question of the day. The one that uh, spurred this one was he asked if you could pick one exercise to do, and you were stuck on a desert island, and you can only do one movement for you know the rest of your days. What would it be? So it got me thinking that what if we were to ask the hypothetical question of what if you were only to do one workout, pick one workout to do you know, every time that you worked out for the rest of your life, what would it be? You know, maybe like the perfect workout. Uh, and uh, so we're going to try and answer that question today, Sean. Yeah, uh, I'm excited. It, you know, I love a good hypothetical, weird, obscure question for my Fridays. Um, so when you said this, I was pretty excited to to think about that as well. You turn, you turn the tables on me, Mike, you know. Ha ha ha. Yeah. And I think you know, we'll set some limits on it because then it's like, you know, Katie and I were talking about this. It's like you if we don't set any boundaries on it, it could just be like, I'm going to do every movement for 10 reps. And that's my <laughs> right. Perfect workout, right. So I think we need to put some limits on it. So one thing that I you know said going into this is that we want to make try and make it a benchmark workout mm -hmm. uh, so that there's some structure to it, some limits, you know. Uh, so we're going to try and pick a hypothetical, perfect benchmark work workout. Um, and uh you know choose that to do for the rest of our workouts um so i wanted to start with like a little bit of a big picture too so you know if we were to pick a perfect workout what that workout would it try and achieve you know what what does a great workout achieve um and the first thing i wanted to make note of is just it kind of depends on what goals that you're you're chasing um but you know most people are chasing health related goals or aesthetic goals, either they want to be leaner or gain muscle, right? Mm -hmm. uh, pe some people maybe want to gain strength, right? So they want to get stronger. Uh, and some people just want to get fitter, right? So those are pretty much the goals that I limited to. And so the workout, the perfect workout, in my opinion, would try and hit as many of those as possible. Right? I agree with that. Yeah, like it, it's it's a hard one because, you know, everybody's not in the same cookie cutter, you know, position as everybody else. But um, the things that you just laid out, I think everybody is searching for, you know, and usually when you, you know, have the undertaking of working out, you want all of those things. So <laughs> like, I think that's a, those are good kind of bullet points to think about for this. Yeah. I mean, uh, some people maybe want to be more in one bucket than the other, but, right. uh, but, it, and maybe some people want, you know, a little bit poured into each of those buckets. And, you know, Sean, as I was coming up with these, these things, I was like, huh, a lot of these are make what makes CrossFit so effective. Right. It's so, so fun, it, but well, how spooky, Mike. right. I'm like, huh, so it's, it's interesting that this is what we chose to do here because, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, it hits a lot of those buckets, you know, either health, aesthetic, strength, getting fitter. Um, this workout would also need to, uh, like, what would it need to include? Uh, in your opinion, if like the perfect workout, what, what would it need to do for, for someone other than like kind of touching on those buckets? 
I mean, I think it needs to hit different muscle groups, obviously. Like if you just did all pressing movements, that's a silly. I know there is there is a workout. You know, a J, is it JT? Yes. It's all pressing movements. You know, is that the perfect workout? Probably not. Yeah. But um, I think it needs to have a wide breadth of uh, of of movements as far as um, uh, you know, a hip hinge and a maybe an upper body pulling exercise. Um, and I also think that it needs to even touch on a couple of the different modalities. Right. You have your um, monostructural stuff. You have you know your gymnastics and even a little bit of weightlifting. Um, so I think it, uh, for me, it'll be like the perfect workout will touch all or most of those things, um, and include those in the workout. Because yeah. again, if we, you know, we, we don't want to, like you just pointed out, stick to one bias, um, of like, if you're, uh, if you're pressing muscles are the biggest thing, then JT is your perfect workout that you're going to do forever. But Right. Will you have deficiencies because that's the only thing you're going to do for the rest of your life? Probably. <laughs> yeah, I think we need to make the assumption that somebody wants to be kind of well-rounded uh, yeah. with their goals. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I wrote down the same thing. Hit most uh, major muscle groups in the body or as many as possible. Yeah. Right. Uh, I also wrote down like in terms of duration of the workout, I think that needs Ooh. to be considered. Like it needs to be, I put quote, long enough. And what I meant by that <laughs> was like, uh, if you're, I, I don't know if I would say that like a five minute or less workout would be perfect in my opinion, because no. you're, you're missing out on other benefits that come from longer duration workouts. So I think, you know, yes, you can get very fit doing short explosive sprint like stuff, but I think you're missing out on too much other benefits with a, you know, maybe less than five minutes, let's say. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll push back with that too. Is like, I think on the opposite end of the spectrum, 45 minute workouts are this fall in the same camp, like doing that over and over and over again, isn't, isn't going to be beneficial to you for long term because you're, you're missing out on certain things. Um, but I also think that your body just can't handle, like you said, the really short intense stuff. And then just the constant pounding and grueling workouts of like an hour long 60 minute AMRAP. Right. Yeah. No, I wrote down the same exact thing. Yeah. It can't be too long either. Cause you know, as we talked about in previous podcasts, the longer the workout, the lower the intensity too. So just inherently, you're never going to be able to push that intensity piece, which we've talked about all the time is what kind of drives the results. So I think it, there's this sweet spot where it kind of needs to be. Uh, and you know, maybe we'll get into that as we talk about our picks for the day. And then one more point that I wrote that this workout would need to kind of do is, uh, I wrote be scalable. Mm. So like, yeah, you no, know, it, yes, it's one workout, but I think there's ways to, you know, depending on who you are, the workout should be able to be modified in ways that makes it achievable for a lot of different people. Um, you know, and maybe as you get better at it, because you're doing one workout for the rest of your life, you're probably going to get better at it. Yeah. Uh, you're going to need to like level it up as you improve to continue to see some more benefits. Yeah. So uh, I that. I and, think and yeah, I go think ahead. the workout that I picked, Mike. Now I looking at it, talking about all the things that we did, I, I I think it can be scaled up or down. So that's good. Perfect. Yeah, and I th also wrote for this uh for that to be it keeps it interesting. 
So like, yeah, you know, you know, when, when I talk about my workout, I'll talk about ways to like, you know, uh, change the movements a little bit or like tweak things to, to, you know, to keep it interesting. Cause you're doing the same workout over and over again. Maybe you don't do it the same way every time, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I think that's a part of it too. And again, you know, circling back to why CrossFit is it, why, you know, I gravitate to it and like I open a gym and we do this, like it keeps it interesting, like, and not boring, like doing the same things over and over again, like I used to do in my bodybuilding days. Right. Um, three sets of 10 bench press followed by 25 sets of 45 bicep curls. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like you just, I don't know. It's hard to keep motivation when it's uh, the same thing over and over again. So this will help keep it interesting and, uh, you know, keep you motivated to go out there and hit that workout again and do it again. Um, yeah. And I think this, this hypothetical question is really interesting because I think, you know, with the answers that we give here in a minute, you're going to be able to get really, really fit. Yeah. And I think people get lost sometimes in like the perfect workout regimen and like, you know, what is it that I need to be doing? Like, I think you can be really, really fit like with one workout Mm -hmm. and just being consistent with that. And, you know, maybe you're changing a little bit of variables now and then and that kind of stuff. But I think people overthink it a little bit. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Mike, (laughs) do you want to do you want to get into our picks? Here. Yeah, I'm I'm really curious to see uh how closely aligned we're gonna be on this and see what your pick is. Who yeah. do you want to start? Or do you want me to start? Uh well, do you want to start with honorable mention? Sure. So what would be your honorable mention? Yeah, I had one honorable mention that I I uh, you know mold over, ultimately didn't select it as my top pick. Um, but my honorable mention was the workout Jackie, mm. uh, which I've mentioned before ironically in my favorite workout podcast um it's a thousand meter row 50 thrusters and 30 pull-ups for time Mm. now it didn't make my top pick because of things that we talked about earlier like my fastest time on jackie is about six minutes so again it's like getting real close to that like might be not long enough to be a sustainable workout you know to do all the time um so that's ultimately why I didn't pick it. Now it did meet the major muscle groups. You know, you're you're getting your heart rate up on the rower, you're squatting and pressing on the thruster, you're pulling uh with the uh pull-ups. Uh and uh, you know, there's different ways to scale it. You know, you can add weight to that thruster, you could uh, you know, uh there's different variables that you can change, but ultimately not enough for me to make it my top pick. Yeah. Uh Mike, I was close to having that on today i really i had a hard look at that like ah but but ultimately it was the time frame of it that that took it out for me because i agree with all of your other points on that workout it's it hits a lot of things but for me it was just too short yeah same yeah so what did you what did you have an honorable mention as well i have an honorable mention i had i had a couple but i i'm cutting it down to one for time's sake but uh my honorable mention and I want to get your your opinion on this and your reaction here. My honorable mention was Cindy. Oof, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and for Cindy, it's a 20-minute AMRAP of uh, five pull-ups, 10 push-ups, 15 air squats. 
Um, so again, you can scale that thing around. The the time frame is 20 minutes. So it's a, you know, in the CrossFit world, a longer workout. Um, it's all body weight. So again, this is this is what I was thinking too. Um, was that was the one piece that pulled it back for me a little bit. Yeah. Um, because it does have more bias towards again the stronger body weight athletes. But that being said, it does hit all of the major muscle groups. Um, like you have your upper body pulling exercise and your pull-ups, you got your push-ups, obviously a upper body push, and then you have a big um, you know, hips below parallel with the squat. Um, and again, in 20 minutes, you're gonna do that thing a lot. So the volume is there for those things as well. Um, and then as far as scaling goes, I mean, you start to get into different things, you know, you yeah. could add weight to the squat, uh, maybe at a deficit push up or even a you know, handstand push up when we start getting yeah. into that craziness. Uh pull-ups can be chest to bar, but again, it's still uh it's still just gymnastics movements. So again, it's that single modality workout. Yeah. Um, that kind of held it back for me. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, it always never ceases to amaze me, Sean, how much <laughs> on the same wavelength that we are. Uh, because for a lot of the reasons that you just said, Cindy was the workout that I'm going to say. I knew it. It was my perfect workout. <laughs> now, yeah, and you did say some good points, I think, but I'm going to defend it for a second here. Oh, I yeah. Think, you know, a 20-minute AMRAP, five pull-ups, 10 push-ups, 15 squats. Yeah, like we were saying before, I think it's in the sweet spot in terms of the time domain. Uh, you know, it's long enough to uh, be able to get some of those cardiovascular benefits. Yep. Um, yet it's short enough to be able to push the intensity piece and get those benefits. Um, there's a couple other reasons that I think, you know, I'll get into here too, like that are really valuable. And I think, you know, in defense of it, yes, it is all... Um, gymnastics and body weight but i think you know that's you know one reason that that could be a benefit is like travel and like it, it's a go-to one for me like when there's minimal amounts of equipment you know you yeah. don't really you don't really need anything uh, other than a pull-up bar and uh you know it's easy to do anywhere um now if you don't have pull-ups you can scale it back so we talked about being scalable you can do a ring row, which is, you know, still a super valuable uh, pulling exercise. You can do something like a bent over row with dumbbells or a barbell or actually whatever you have sitting around too, like a backpack. I know, you know, zoom back to uh, the COVID days when we were doing workouts from home. I'm pretty sure we programmed this with a uh, backpack bent over row or, or like whatever you had sitting around at home. Um and that could just, that could still be valuable, you know, as an upper body pulling exercise, you're working those same muscles. Um, if you don't have push-ups, you can, uh, you know, strict to the ground, you can elevate that up onto a bench or a higher surface to mm -hmm. still get the full range of motion out of the pressing upper body pressing. Um, and then the squats, you know, uh, I would say range of motion for all these exercises is the, the, the key, but, uh, you know, making sure once you have full depth squats that maybe you can start loading that. So, yeah. And again, mm -hmm. in defense of this workout, I think, you know, depending on the rules of this hypothetical situation, <laughs> you could load that squat. So like, or even the whole workout, 
like let's say you've been doing this workout for a year or two now and you're you know you're getting pretty pretty good at it you can throw a weight vest on yeah uh, you know a couple more months or years with that and then you could load <laughs> you could put a second weight vest on put more weight on or or whatever yeah or even uh you can load that squat and so you know again yeah. depending on the rules of engagement here <laughs> you could take a barbell and you could do a barbell squat or even like a goblet squat and you can start loading that up to get the benefits of a heavier loading you know that was the one thing that i i was thinking about with this workout like that it's missing a little bit but i think there's ways that you could you could load it mm -hmm. um and and get the benefits from that the strength aspect of it um yeah like i said this is a go-to workout for me when i'm you know, not feeling too great too. So this is another defense for the, uh, the 20 minute <laughs> AMRAP. So AMRAPs, I think we've talked about this on previous podcasts. AMRAPs are great. They're good and bad. Let's just, let's say that the reason why they could be bad, a con is that sometimes people can kind of sandbag an AMRAP, uh -huh. uh, right? You, you know, that time is coming at, you're running out of time, right? And you slow down. You know, versus a four-time workout where you need to get through those amount of reps to be done. Um, but on conversely, on the other side of that, if you're not feeling great, an AMRAP could be a great workout to just go slow and move and feel good when you're done. Mm -hmm. right? That's why I personally do AMRAPs when I'm not feeling great. Uh, and it's just a good go-to in that way. Because not every day that you go to hit this workout, you're going to be wanting to burn it, burn down the building, you know? <laughs> So, yeah. so that's a good, good in defense. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was, I was just gonna say, I think to your point that you just made of, um, so if we look at, you know, Cindy versus the workout Chelsea. Yeah. Right. Like one Cindy's 20 minutes of an AMRAP. Chelsea is the exact same movement. So five, 10 and 50 pull-ups, push-ups, squats, but it's an EMOM where you have to get it in under a minute. Yeah. And I think to your point, an AMRAP is way more scalable than that workout. Even though it's, you know, hypothetically almost the same thing, right? right. Kind of. But uh, I think the AMRAP route definitely um, helps for longevity with that workout compared to, you know, its sister in the workout Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah, so I jotted this down too. This The workout Cindy first made an appearance on the main site of CrossFit may 14th 2005 oh mike so you're making me have to go look up something now for my work <laughs> i just thought that would be valuable to mention this workout's almost 20 years old uh and i just thought that was cool like it's been around for a while and uh it still is my personal pick for the perfect workout to do of all time uh, and <laughs> and they made a point to mention this in the in that post is that uh they first posted the workout Chelsea that you just mentioned. And then they posted the workout Cindy and called it uh, Chelsea's less patient twin sister. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So exactly what you were just saying. Yeah. This one you can, you can cruise if you want to, but you could also burn it down and, and go all body weight and, and to choose kipping pull-ups and the intensity piece on this can be really high. You know, anyone who's ever done this one, you can push that intensity piece on this one. Mm. Um, but you could also do strict pull-ups 
if you want to slow it down a little bit, work on that strength aesthetic piece, right? Like you mentioned, chest to bar pu uh, push ups. You can add weight or loading to that push up, or even, you know, yeah, put your feet up on something, uh, or even put them up on a wall and do a handstand push up if you want to be crazy. <laughs> and then, like I mentioned earlier, uh, loading that squat as you progress. Um, and then I wrote down, like, according to the website Wadwell, a beginner on this workout can expect like 10 to 12 rounds intermediate 13 to 17 rounds. And then mm. they said advanced was 19 to 22 rounds. Oof. Nice. Yeah. So, you know, that's a lot of volume. And I think that amount of volume of, uh, you know, upper body pulling and pressing and squatting, you can have a lot of positive adaptations with that amount of volume, you know, as you, as you get better at it. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll hand the mic over to you now, Sean. All right. So, um, what, Mike? If you had to guess, what would you say would my? <sighs> if you, if you, right, you know yourself and how, like, I, I knew right before we started, I was like, I think Mike's gonna pick the workout, Cindy, because I know yeah. you, Mike. Yeah, I'm struggling to figure out. I'm, I know it's gonna involve a barbell, right? Oh, yeah, I think it's gonna involve a barbell, um, at least in some capacity um i don't know i'm not sure i'm not sure all right you ready <laughs> yeah so uh the workout that i picked as far as my perfect workout that you can do forever is uh the workout we actually just did it not too long ago clovis no i'm just kidding no not that <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect not not that workout. uh no i picked the workout helen ah oh not a barbell okay a right bell. yeah all I'm right a little different right yeah. But but the reason I picked it was because of a barbell-esque movement yeah. in the kettlebell swing. Um, so the workout Helen is uh, three rounds for time of a 400-meter run, 21 kettlebell swings, and then 12 pull-ups. And that's nice. it. Just do that one for my, One of my personal faves, yeah. Is it? Yeah, I mean, I really like that workout. When we traveled to Hawaii, Katie and I, yeah, we had programmed this workout the day before we left or the day that we left. Maybe it was. And it was funny. We went to a CrossFit gym one time in two weeks. <laughs> Guess what they programmed? They programmed the workout, Helen. <laughs> yeah. See, and uh, kind of where I where I'm going to go with this is like I, going back to what we talked about before. Right. I looked at this as like the time domain of it is right around like the you know, 10 to 15 minute mark um depending on like your your ability level with this um there's the you get um the running part of it so you get some monostructural piece of it in that way of the 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 cardio um part of it you have a kettlebell swing which is now weighted but more so it's a nice explosive hip opening right and a hip hinge so for me that was like the big selling point and it, i told you this is the first one i thought of because of the kettlebell swing um, and then third, you have your gymnastics movement in the pull-ups um, to where you have a big upper body pull, right? And you're going to work you know, in the kettlebell swing more in the fronts of your shoulders, the, the pull-up you get in your back and the backs of your shoulders. Um, it's a lot of grip. So that is the one thing that like had it, had it on the fence for me for a little bit, but because um, it does kind of have a bias towards that. But um, I think the benefits of this workout outweigh some of the kind of the deficiencies of it. 
Yeah. Um, and when we talk about scaling it, right, you have your 400 meter run that can get longer, shorter, depending on if you're doing it. So maybe it's for a newer athlete can get cut down to 200 meters. Um, you know, if you wanted to scale it up, I mean, you could take it to as far as you wanted, but then you're going to start getting out of the realm of the, the parameters of this workout. Yeah. Maybe um, 800 would be appropriate for some people. Yeah. And like, that would be probably top end. If you, as soon as yeah. you start getting to a mile, it's going to be like a 45 minute plus workout. Yeah. Um, the kettlebell swing can be that Russian kettlebell swing to our shoulders. It can be an American swing all the way up over our head, obviously changing weight for that up or down. Um, cause as it's written, it's at one and a half and, uh, one and a half pood and one pood on the, <laughs> on the kettlebells. Um, so again, it's that typical, was it? It's 53 and 35 essentially. Right. Um, so it's that, you know, good medium weight that's still technically considered light. You know, the stimulus of this workout should be, it should feel pretty light and fast. Um, and then pull-ups, like 12 pull-ups is going to be, same thing you said earlier with um, um, with Cindy is you can go ring rows, you can go strict pull-ups if you wanted, chest-to-bar, right? You can scale them up or down depending on what your your um, ability level is. And then, um, yeah, like I think three rounds is like the, the perfect amount to here. Like it's something that you can push the intensity with. Um, like if it was five rounds, it would be a much different workout. Right. Um, especially as far as like what the intended stimulus is of this thing, um, you, it would be, you know, you would have to go slower because then your volume or your pull-ups increases by almost 50%. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's, it's hard to do that. And, you know, depending on how well you do with this or how well these stack up against, uh, against you is like, you can always you know, focus some things on being unbroken, the swings and the pull-ups of like, you know, pushing yourself to try and do those things unbroken to again, increase the stimulus a little bit. And I, I like looked, I think my PR for this is like right around 10 minutes. So again, something that can be, you know, can be going, you can go a little bit slower one day and just move, right? If I'm just taking the jog, I can still have a nice explosive hip opening and then if my pull-ups are strict, all right, that's going to slow it down. And I can just kind of move through those that day. Um, or I can just burn the world down and go for it. Uh, and then Mike, I looked, as you were just talking, I looked it up. And it's, when was, uh, when did Cindy come out? 2005. Ooh, got you beat, Mike. <laughs> oh, it was at first. Hmm. So Helen, I guess, so Helen is, uh, look, and I went on that, that website, Wadwell, um, it was first posted to main site on Saturday, October 9th, 2003. Wow. One of the first. But it was unnamed at the time. And then it appeared again on November 5th, 2003. So later that year, uh, where uh, it was the first time it was called Helen, along with a, a quote. And I know this from Helen Keller. We can do anything we want as long as we stick to it long enough. Nice. How about that, Mike? Right. Nice little. We come full time. full circle back to some of our other podcasts that we've done in topics <laughs> like, you know, the best thing you can do is the thing you stick with long enough. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think uh, looking at comparing kind of art, my choice versus your choice. I like uh, Helen. I like running because I mean, super scale, like everybody has access to that, right? You can just go run anywhere you are. I really like running as an option. Um, and then, yeah, the 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 external load and the kettlebell. Is, right. uh, the one thing that Cindy was lacking in, I think, was not having that external load that you can kind of progress. Um, and that explosive hip opening motion of a kettlebell swing. Cindy is very, uh, it's not as explosive, right? It's, uh, right. there's nothing that's like super dynamic. It's all just kind of, um, you know, strict gymnastics. Um, so that is one thing that I like about Helen is it has that kind of dynamic hip opening motion. Uh, and you know, I love pull-ups, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, uh, that's a good choice. A good pick, some good picks here. You, I yeah. think you'll get insanely fit, you know, with either one of those options. Yeah. Well, and again, it's, uh, you said to your, like, you can do that wherever you go with Cindy. If you have a pull-up bar or, I mean, you have something that you can just pull your onto or with, right um you can you can do that workout wherever in your hotel room if you have a anything right um and then helen you know you have the the somewhat necessity of a kettlebell but at the same time if you have something you can just swing around right you can still kind of do it and that also what i was looking at is like how how easy is this thing to take with you no matter where you are yeah going back to covid days i remember doing a kettlebell swing with a propane tank yeah (laughs) (laughs) well and it's funny because um i was looking and we programmed this during during covid okay i think i remember we we even wrote in it like swing whatever you got yeah well that's probably when i did that yeah and yeah, I, uh, you want to try and do this? So like we came up with our, you know, perfect benchmark workouts. What if we weren't confi- uh, confined to the rules of this question that we left at? What would be a hypothetical kind of perfect workout if we didn't need to pick a benchmark, mm. right? What would uh, What would that workout entail? You know, maybe some of the missing pieces from, you know, ones that we chose. Uh, you want to start us out? Like what would the time domain, like we could go into that real quick again. We yeah, I would that. say, I mean, I think we're both in agreement uh, that like middle 10 to 20 minutes is going to be ideal here. Yeah. yeah um, I was going to say about that too. If you know, you guys who come to CrossFit, you might, re- you might recognize that most workouts that we do in the gym are between 10 and 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Right. Like there's a reason why we, most of the workouts that we do fall within that time domain. Yeah. Well, and I know CrossFit, uh, having done their programming class, like I've told you this before, they say that I think it's like 75% of your workouts should be eight to 12 minutes. So it's, again, still falling in that same thing and not hitting those like too long, too short, you know, and I think that is the typical CrossFit workout across the board places is that like at 10 to 15 to 20 rep like uh, range so we're doing it mike oh yeah and then what uh movements i guess we could go into well, next would you all right well one more step back do you think it would be an amrap or for rounds or time see uh, yeah i think 
Yeah, it's tough. I think, um, yeah, I'm going to say, ah, oh, man, I, I said an AMRAP for mine. You said a four time. I mean, there's pros and cons to both. Um, you know, we talk a lot about that intensity piece being the thing that drives, uh, you know, drives the fitness and four time is always going to have a little bit more of that intensity, um, for that reason. I do like an AMRAP for, like I said before, like days that you're not feeling as, you know, as, as good. And I like an AMRAP for if you only have a set amount of time. So like, depending mm -hmm. on your schedule, you know, let's just say, you know, your workout, Helen, and you, you scale it up a little bit or something. And suddenly, you know, you are, or maybe you scale it up and you're not feeling that great that day. Like that workout could theoretically take a lot longer because you're just moving a little sluggishly that day. Cindy's yeah. always going to be 20 minutes right now. You yeah. determine how fast you move in that 20 minutes. I'm I'm going to say an AMRAP for that reason. I, feel. I would say an AMRAP as well. Um, for all the things that you get out, like, you know, exactly how long you have. It's got a start and an end. Right. Um, it is something that like, no matter what day it is, right, you're going to be able to push the intensity or not, right, yeah. depending on how you feel. Um, I would agree with you, Mike, I would say an AMRAP as well. Yeah, I had to talk myself into that. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think it makes the most sense, you know, especially I, if, like, you're just going to kind of hit it on your own kind of thing, you have a certain amount of time, all that stuff. Well, and I think it's also, um, uh, as far as um, like the ability to do better in it, I think an AMRAP plays better to that as well. Um, like when you start, like we'll, we'll look at a workout like Fran, right? We bring that up a lot. It's like, man, if you get like a one second PR on your Fran, is it worth it? Oh my, and like, you're going to hit a point where like you can only move fast enough for like so long like where you're not gonna start shaving minutes off of that time right, right. Like you'll hit a point where it's just not a it's not attainable like what uh, the workout karen somebody actually did the math and they're like it is impossible to get it in under this certain amount of time based off of like the time it takes to do that and it's like you know sooner or later are you would you be happy with that like right it's yeah. like an amrap you you can you know, blow the doors off it one day and then, you know, you can keep going the, the more fit you get. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. So this hypothetical uh, workout, you know, 10 to 20 minutes, let's say an AMRAP, uh, what movements would it include? Mm. Well, how about, how about uh, how many movements would it mm. include? I, I would say three, uh, to, three, three to, to five. Four? All right. Three yeah. Four. We're, All right. We're right there though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, why now? Why do you say that? Um, I think that the you can get a lot out. Like we just proved it with like our two workouts. Both of them had three movements. Uh, even uh, you know, your honorable mention of Jackie, it has three movements, and I think that that like three to five, like you were saying, is the sweet spot as far as not overloading yourself. Like if you just start throwing in stuff for the sake of doing more right? You're going to like, you'll eat into the stimulus of whatever that is a lot, right? Like yeah. if you're like, all right, I'm going to run and I'm going to bike and I'm going to do heavy deadlifts and I'm going to do uh muscle, muscle ups and I'm going to like, and you just keep adding stuff onto it. 
Right. Like right. every time you do that, whatever that intensity piece is starts to come down with it. This is why people love to see that on the board because they know deep down yeah. that it's not going to be like Fran. Right. Like if you have a chipper that is like 10 exercises, you know, like 12 days of Christmas, you know, you're not going fast through that. <laughs> yeah. That's half the reason I love it so much. <laughs> like I want to enjoy this. But um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, three to five is like perfect. All right. And then what would those movements look like? Mm. Well, like uh, for what we were talking about earlier, I think uh, one of the movements should be like the more monostructural cardio. Yeah. So whether that's biking, rowing, skiing, running, whatever it is, uh, I think that there would need to be some piece of it would be that somewhere where you can have like your a steady state heart rate for a fair amount of time agreed yeah yeah and then the next one i would say um would be getting below parallel right trying yeah. to uh squat or some sort of you know uh knee more knee dominant type motion um getting below parallel kind of I would say it needs to happen if you're going to, you know, limit yourself to one workout and you're going to need to do that in the, in this workout. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I, and I, I like, I could be swayed into even going more of like the unilateral below mm -hmm. parallel, like a lunge. Yeah. So, I, would, I would count that. Yeah. I know you don't want to hear that, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I hate lunges, I know they're good for you. And I would, I would include a lunge in a below parallel. Yeah, and I, I just think, uh, again, the balance piece, I, th this is not like um, trying to sway like that to be on there, but it's, uh, uh, man, like that was my that was my one exercise on a desert island was an overhead lunge. Mm -hmm. was, if, if I could do it, that'd be it, just because it incorporates a lot, but uh, below parallel squat or anything like that, a wall ball, whatever, whatever, however you want to put it, I think still is like a, a perfect thing to be able to do especially if that is your goal to be able to do that for the rest of your life right, of right. like getting below parallel at any given point what about another movement that need, you would say mm. needs to be included um i mean i would say something kind of like not limit like the uh i mean it would be some kind of upper body gymnastics movement yeah. Um, so whether that's a pull up, a push up, a handstand, up, a muscle up, whatever it's like, but it's a, um, Ooh, a, a purely gymnastics movement for the upper body. Yeah. Yeah. Something yeah. like a muscle up could be a push and a pull technically. Right. right where you're going to get both ends of that. Yeah. It's a little advanced, mm -hmm. but yeah. But I mean, it, it, is, it is that thing where, you know, if we say pull-ups, right, you can scale it up eventually right. to muscle up as you were to get better. Or if it's a muscle up, you can always scale it down to do a pull-up. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Uh, or ring dip, you know, or dip. Yeah. So, um, so we said, you know, monostructural, um, getting below parallel, some sort of upper body pushing or pulling or both. Or both. Uh, and then what's the only thing missing on that list? I can only think of really one more that I would include. Uh, right. We'll say it at the same time. One, two, hip, three. Hip hinge. 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so like pulling off the ground, it doesn't necessarily need to be off the ground, but hinging uh, at the hips, uh, cool. like your kettlebell swing and Helen was, uh, that was included. And I would, I would even open that up to something like a V up, right? Okay. That right. would be like a core exercise or uh, toes to bar, toes to ring, something like that, that like you're definitely hinging at your hips. It's not, it's not in the same vein as like a deadlift would be, but you still have that rapid closing of the hips instead of rapid opening of the hips. Yeah. And then you get your core involved. You know, you have, again, that and a deadlift are just the opposing things. Like it's the hip opening versus hip closing. Um, but I, I think something like that, whether it's core stability or flexion and extension through your spine are going to be a big one for me. And that, that goes yeah. back to the hip hinge. Yeah, when Katie and I were discussing this and I said, Cindy, like right away, and I was thinking about it more, the more I thought about it, I was like, it would be even more perfect, Sean, <laughs> if the workout was one power clean, five pull-ups, 10 push-ups, 15 squats, because then we would be getting the hip hinge and that explosive hip opening that you got with the kettlebell and Helen. Like, I think a power clean would be a great uh, hinging motion to include in a workout. That Mike, would make it's it not even too better. Late to program that. <laughs> I really, I actually, really like that workout. You might see that. <laughs> I really like that. Um, yeah, if I if I can include that in Cindy, it would make it even better, in my opinion. I because I, I again, um, I know we just picked four things there, and but I think that that is um, like going back to prior to CrossFit um, and learning of what makes CrossFit CrossFit um I would always try and include some some certain things right you have your hip hinge or or a you know squat below parallel I would always do an upper body pull um an upper body push whether it's horizontal or vertical would be doing that same thing an explosive hip opening so more dynamic movement and then um like for me it'd be like a lot of rotational core or core stability stuff, but it, it, you know, it always goes to the same thing of like, you have your set pieces that you always want to try and touch. And I think kind of what we just laid out in those four touches all of those things of like, you know, encompassing the entire body and nothing really uh, gets left out in that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, it was, that was, that was cool. That was a fun one. I liked hearing your thoughts. I almost got the same one there uh, at the top. I thought I thought there would be a chance that we would say the same one. It was close. It was close. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think, you know, how would this help people, do you think, like talking about this today? What can um, people take I think, away? I mean, and then the original idea I had for um, the question of the day when I asked that a couple weeks ago was I really want people to think about um, – not having any biases towards one particular thing. Like people always talk about mirror muscles and, you know, only doing curls and ch chest press, but then your whole backside is terrible because you never do anything for it, you know, and it's trying to get people to think about um, like what, what would include all of the things that we just talked about in making our hypothetical workout? Um, how do I get, as much of that in there as I can. Uh, so I'm very well-rounded. Like you had said way back in the beginning of this podcast of, uh, 
like being well-rounded is the the perfect scenario in this not having you know any deficiencies in one particular department and i think yeah doing what we just did you know hopefully gives people perspective on how to do that yeah i'll say even like if you're a member at the gym and you're looking at the week of programming right maybe take some of these take notes from what we said today like try and make it to a workout in the week that you get below parallel try and make it to a workout during the week that we pull off the ground or hinge at the hips uh and try and make it to a workout that has a monostructural component or a upper body pushing and pulling like making sure that you're hitting all those pieces and not missing missing those because they're so important yeah well and this this question actually just came up in our facebook group not too long ago right it's somebody who's traveling and they're like, what is the best thing I can do in a hotel as I'm traveling, right? If you can think about these pieces, like you just said, of like, you will create a good workout every time. And there's no secret magic here. It's just trying to cover all your bases and know what you have available. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Any closing thoughts here, Sean? Um. No, I, again, I just hope that this gives people some perspective of like, like you just mentioned, how to plan out your week of like which classes you're going to come to if you're on a limited uh, membership and also just perspective for people to understand kind of how we go about programming stuff for the week. And, you know, we're, we're talking about a single workout, but for us, like when we try and program a week, we're trying to do that in a much bigger scale so we don't have you know, pushing after pushing after pushing after pushing movement and no below the hip, um, you know, squat below parallel or anything like that. Like we want to always try and touch all these things throughout a week too. So yeah. 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 Good point. Yeah. All right, guys. Yeah. Don't miss those, those workouts and uh, let us know what you think. If you can think of a better workout <laughs> than we <laughs> yeah. did, let us know. Uh, let us know your thoughts and uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, go birds.